living it up, uh To everybody that be living it up, we say To all my ladies that be living it up, uh Come on, baby, this is typical Every day, one night thing, it's a physical I'ma love you tonight, bang, look Calling your name, go jump on in the range and roll over I just really wanted to hold you This time get to know you, that's a good chick Before it's all over, I'ma meet this chick Probably treat this chick more better Cause if you ain't no thugs and ladies go together Popping my collar, partner, who in the spot? Baby, rule in the spot in the month, DMP, volume four Back with another week full of uh, juicy content and whatnot Back with my buddy How's it going, Al? Oh, well, I feel like I'm like slowly moving into like a Chris Collinsworth slide in with these uh, <laughs> <laughs> intros. With so kinda, intros? Yeah, I fucking love yeah, it. I gotta, yeah. <laughs> We're in for a treat, guys. Uh, but yeah, no, you gotta man. slide into the Zoom call. I know. <laughs> One of these days when we make the YouTube channel, I'll be sliding into this like, like Collinsworth. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, fresh off a of Dubs game. Um, yep, fresh off a of Dubs start, loss. Figure we start with that, so... <laughs> yep works for me tough loss tonight uh looked like we were i mean we were keeping it close all game i mean it, first half we were, we were kind of first quarter we, were, we had control uh and then it was going back and forth from there but it always kind of seemed to be like a five to like eight point boston lead but it seemed a lot bigger than that yeah and then steph would would make a play cut it down we'd get the two we'd take the lead but then Right back, it would go. I mean, we just didn't have answers for him, especially when uh, Looney went out. Yeah, you know, in a league where the big man's slowly fading, we we really could have used one at a couple points during this game yeah. down the stretch. Like, credit to Stevens for just sticking true to playing Thompson and Tice. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we had it to, like, four or five, and then, you know, we give up a second-chance point, another offensive rebound. Um Oubre did his classic, uh, let me just shoot the team in the foot for a couple possessions in a row, and I'm I'm glad Steve Kerr yeah. took him out. But, yeah, once he kind of shit the bed, that kind of, like, gave them the uh, the separation they needed to hold us away. But, it did. It, it did. And, and that's the shit that he keeps doing that's going to keep people on his back, and it drives me nuts because he does so much stuff that is important, but down the stretch when it matters, he's going to fuck off like that and – I mean, it, it's almost like the you see him go up and he just tries to make like a highlight play when yeah. he absolutely doesn't need to. And then after he fucks up on offense, he won't run back and play defense. He won't hit the boards. So it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. Yeah, he still has those like immature like AAU moments. And like it happened against Phoenix, like just leave him open. He's going to get a wide open three, shoot it and miss. And let, <laughs> and I mean, he was a minus 25 tonight, which was by far the worst oh. plus minus. Um, the second yeah, worst was Damian Lee and Wanamaker who played half the me- amount of time as, as a uh, Ubre. So um, JTA came in, it's looking more and more that he should probably take his place down the stretch if we're playing in a small team. Um, I yeah, know. I like JTA. I like what JTA showed tonight. A uh, little bit concerning to me that, like, I mean, he played well. He, he was scrappy, but for as scrappy as he played to come out with two rebounds, it's a little head scratching to me. I mean, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, really you got to assume his, 
Yeah, his shooting percentage probably won't hold up. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to shoot six for nine every game. He's not yeah. going to shoot 100% from behind the arc. So, yeah. I like him. Um, Oakland kid, he, he plays hard, but we just I'm didn't have enough, dude. I'm curious <laughs> why Pascal can't, didn't play down the stretch, but could just be because he's terrible on defense or it doesn't really fit with sort of the uh, moving the ball sort of team unit. But, mm-hmm. yeah, just looking at the stat line – yeah, they gotta they gotta bench you right down the stretch because <laughs> dude cannot keep it together, at least for now. Yeah, and I forget who tweeted it. I want to say it was Warriors World. They they mm-hmm. tweeted the old classic like opposing coach. Don't worry, he'll keep shooting and he'll keep us in the game. Talking about Ubre, <laughs> and yeah. Seth Curry responded <laughs> responded on Twitter with a with a LOL, and I'm like, oh man. <sighs> This it's getting obvious. It's yeah, getting so it's getting, obvious. It's getting real bad. Um, um, I mean, it's the I, easiest I, way to take a five-point deficit to twelve, and then you got to play catch up for the next or for the final four or five minutes. So, Steph yeah. can only do so much. <laughs> and and you you hit it right there. It's like really Steph can only do t- so much. He led the team in scoring, thirty-eight points. It was a huge. We can't waste these like big bursts of Steph. He can only yeah. do it so often, and when he goes off like this, we can't waste it in a loss. He also yeah. led the team in rebounding with Draymond with 11. And yeah, he was two assists shy from a triple-double. Like Wiggins know, had but- a little bit more of a traditional Wiggins night shooting. He was one for eight from the three. And like, <laughs> yeah. They just got open shots, and unfortunately they have not-so-great players <laughs> taking those shots. And stuff. Right, and when you look um- at the box score, you got one – being your second leading scorer with 16 and yeah. Wiggins right behind him with 15. And I don't know about you, but Draymond's really starting to get on my nerves with how much he hates putting the ball in the hoop. <laughs> like I understand that he does the little shit. I understand he grabs rebounds and, and he's a playmaker and he brings the ball down, but is it too much to ask to hit a jump, like an open jumper? He was one from one for seven from the field. It's really starting to fucking hurt me. I know, but it's like what he had that one. The only one I like vividly remember was his only field goal that he took. Um, that was not a three. And he pulled up from like 18 on a fast break in like early possession. And I was like, yeah, I don't ever do that again, dude. So, yeah, I mean, to, to like go to the hoop, like you're not that poor of a finisher. Obviously, you have your struggles at the rim, but yeah, we, we can. And, and on a team with a personnel like this, he should be shooting to get a couple more than two points, a little bit more than a few shots. Totally. And I mean, he's strong enough. Like why doesn't he get to the line? He didn't shoot one free throw tonight. He's not like <laughs> a many, horrible free throw shooter. How many free throws does, does old boy have on the year is a real question. That's a great question. That needs I'm a deep dive up right now. We do need to know that. <laughs> but while you're looking that up, I mean, the proof is in, is in the, the team stat comparison and it's it's on the rebounds like boston had 51 rebounds tonight and the warriors were only able to pull down 36 offensive rebounds boston had 12 we only had six and that's really where we lost lost the game for the most part and they still had chances like he was they still had you know multiple possessions off offensive rebounds where they were still missing shots and turning the ball over and then warriors have come down and that was kind of in the like peak of Ubre shitting the bed but not to harp on him forever but 
then they'd come down and get an open shot. And, you know, unfortunately, Bazemore couldn't hit one, but he still shot like well enough for Bazemore. So, yeah, great third quarter. I'll give it yeah, to Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. I don't know. That sort of leads us to the, the big man debacle. Um, it's looking yeah, like Looney. Looney. I don't expect him to be back for a while. He's a 45 year old, 26 year old guy. So, um, <laughs> an injury to yeah, him. You gotta is imagine. On... <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, a one week uh, ankle twist could balloon into a couple months for, for old Loon Dog. You never really know with him. Um, but I mean, it couldn't come in a worse time with, with Wiseman having the sprain wrist. Yeah. We're going to have to really lean on uh, JTA, I guess, to play big, big man minutes down the stretch, but he's got to get better. I mean, he, like you said, he had a, almost, I'm imagining a career night shooting tonight, <laughs> but that's not going to happen every game. So he's got to fill yeah. in and, and do the little things to, to make it count coming up. Yeah. I, I'm just looking at like the personnel and it's, it's, he's the literally the only guy that's big enough and should be versatile enough to play like a bigger wing position that Ubre is yep. just like, can't, can't do it right now on the offensive end. So. And that's the frustrating part about Ubre too, is, is when he's on the floor down the stretch, even if he's not hitting his shots, he should be able to get back down on the other side and he's versatile enough where he should be able to guard their four. Yeah. But he it's, won't do that either. Yeah. It's, <laughs> It's it. He just he's just so open, and it's he's not historically that bad of a shooter. So you just like you have to shoot this dude. You have to shoot it, and mm-hmm. nope, nope. And I don't hate him shooting it. I don't hate him shooting. I know. It's like it. good I just, I hate, Yeah, I hate <laughs> him not like putting forth the effort on the other end. Yeah, motherfucker. God. <laughs> I hate that he's giving everyone a reason to hate on him. Yeah, it's pissing me off. There's a reason why he's been traded four times or three times in his <laughs> six-year career. But I digress. Make, fuck, <laughs> I make a fucking shot, dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still holding on to my Ubre stock. I think you can buy at a at a really low price right now. Um, but it, yeah, he's not giving us much hope to keep it. But <laughs> know, right? like you mentioned, like you mentioned before, the Warriors are. Winning the games we should win against the bad teams. This is a good team where we had it in our hands and it slipped, and we need to win these games if we're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's – I don't know the exact um, breakdown, but going into tonight, 11-9, and 7th in the West. Outside of the Lakers, I can't think of a team we beat that's over 500. I'm looking at, I think, maybe beating the Blazers once, but we're, we're just – we just can't beat good teams. It's – Mm-hmm. we can only hope that we continue to play the Timberwolves and the Spurs and like all these terrible teams just to keep our, our record afloat. Keep the record um, good, right. Yeah. So it's, I'm still, it still remains to be seen if they can beat a good team in this case, more than once. Um, right. And with the big we'll, man woes, I, it's looking less and less like a possibility. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be tough. I don't know. I'm so depleted after that loss. It, that was a tough one to let slip. But yeah, I mean, we got um, we got the Mavericks on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, they've I, been on. They've well, been skidding a little bit, so mm-hmm. it's possible they haven't been on the best streak. So who knows? I want. I want to. I mean, every time I look at a 
a Mavericks game. It seems like Porzingis is out. So if he's out on Thursday, I think we definitely got a shot against them. But yeah, I think he's back. I saw him I saw him on the floor the other night. Um which makes it not so much fun for us because (laughs) Yeah, that'll be a tough one. Although he's still kind of a pussy, so I expect Draymond to get in in his shorts a little bit. Um That's true. He just wants to shoot threes. Yeah, yeah. Uh and Luca's just not playing great. They've lost four or six straight, I think. So, and Lucas attempt to be a bad team. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That means the Warriors should win, right? But yeah, yeah Lucas had it up to here. He's even calling people out in uh, in post games, saying it looks like nobody wants to win. Yeah, I saw Zach Lowe um, on, on his podcast talk about Luca just being just unbearable to watch for how much he whines and. <laughs> It's tough, man. He is <laughs> he's a twenty-two-year-old whiny bitch. Like it's <laughs> he's a big time whiny bitch. And I hate to I hate to say that he's earned it already, but when you almost average a triple double and everybody wants to make you the face of the league, yeah. what what are you gonna do? Yeah, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what else are you supposed to do? Right. That and he's played in the uh Euro League for multiple years. It's like it's just a product of playing internationally and playing professionally you're you're like born you're like molded into complaining to the refs so it's only going to get worse i imagine yeah yeah absolutely um i'm doing some like quick math to see how many free throws draymond's attempted let me just tell you it's under like 15 it looks like oh my god Uh, and that's that's with 20 uh what are we at 21 games right now yeah he missed the first four um He's got a lot of goose eggs on the free throw attempted column. So I'm not even tracking how many he's made. <laughs> That's because every time he gets the ball in the key, he's fucking throwing a one-handed pass out to somebody in the corner. I don't know. I'm right. tired of his ass tipping all those rebounds too. Grab the fucking rebound, dude. <laughs> I just think he's getting work. I just think he's like exerting so much energy on the defensive end that like he just can only muster up enough energy just to tip it and like hope that someone like Damian Lee's in the right spot or someone else in the right spot. And yeah, by the way, he's, he's shot exactly 15 free throws on the year. So. Unbelievable. Great math, by the way. Pretty good. (laughs) Took me way too (laughs) long. It almost seems like a cop out by him though. He, he, he spends all that energy on defense and then he tips the ball almost like just so he can get in his teammates ass about not grabbing the tip. I had, a, <laughs> I had a thought today. He was uh, there was a play where he was coming down the stretch and, and threw a pass behind Damian Lee and like did the classic. Oh, like, I saw that, and then put his hands up. Yeah. So my thought was just like, dude, it, it must be hilarious being a good passer or like a known good passer because it's only your fault if you claim it's your fault. Every time, every other time, it's it's the person's fault for not being there, and it's like, well, he's a good passer. You got to hit your spots. Yeah, you should you should have known that I was going to throw it behind you. <laughs> LeBron's the king of that shit too, and it's like, hey, oh, of course he is. It's only your fault if you're if you're my bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But as soon as you throw your hands up, that's on the next guy. Um, uh, but yeah, let's wrap up the dubs and talk about the old uh, Rodney drama. Why don't you uh, <laughs> Rodney <laughs> remind me what happened? <laughs> so, as far as I know. Ronnie Magruder barely played in that game. I think I went back and looked at the box score, and um, I think he 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 must have had like six points or something, nothing crazy. But he only played 
like five minutes. So from what I gathered from Draymond's post game, I believe Wayne Ellington came down, one of your baby boys, former Tar Heel Wayne Ellington, um, came, came down on, on one end of the floor and must have been on offense. And I think JTA was probably John Adam talking shit from the bench. And so I guess Wayne Ellington went back to his bench and was telling Rodney Magruder about this two-way player that was talking shit to him. So after the game, Rodney Magruder's dapping up everybody. I think he knows Damian Lee from, I don't know if they played together or what have you, but he goes up and gets in uh, JTA's face. And during the the post game, thank God, Clay Thompson was uh, bailing out Kalena and Bob Fitzgerald started saying, oh, I don't know what's going on down there. Rodney Magruder, I don't even know who that is. Like, this guy's almost out of the league. He must be mad. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. What the <laughs> fuck? And it just – it blew up, like, way more than it should have because after Clay made all those uh, kind of fucked up remarks on the telecast, then they asked Draymond about it in the post game. He's talking shit. It's Now it's a meme. Rodney Magruder? I see people putting it on the Soldier Boy meme. Magruder? Um, hey man my dog's name is rodney shout out rodney <laughs> that's true <laughs> but shout out the pup. yeah i mean i didn't it took me a little bit to figure out what caused it and like it just looked like rodney was just trying to chin check uh Juan T for a JT. little bit yeah, yeah and immediately just was like kept on walking um he had, a draymond had his classic yeah yeah draymond had his classic post game of just pretty much saying who the fuck is Rodney no one's afraid of a guy named Rodney for like two minutes just an all-time audio clip and that combined with Clay's like you don't even know if he's in the league man like (laughs) especially because all the old heads just started steaming at the (laughs) so so that brings us to to Glenn Big Baby Davis from the clouds commenting on uh I don't know whose Instagram it was somebody posted I want to say the clip of Clay talking shit yeah, and big and big baby uh, responds with a comment saying, "Oh, no wonder he's hurt if he's if he's constantly talking shit like this, like karma." What the fuck are you talking about, big baby? <laughs> now you're talking shit about Clay. So, so and what did my boy Clay come back with? Yeah, Clay had some funny. He had a he like immediately responded to that on his uh, story and was like, "Damn, bro, it's like that." <laughs> yeah, that's what we on, big baby. You know, I'd give yeah. you forty right now. <laughs> And then I saw um, Kendrick Perkins went on Grant Liffman's podcast today. Uh, I think they're going to release it soon, but he is pretty much kind of gave it the same, like, come on, man, you guys have life and wife and kids and a family. Like, we're all trying to make it. Like, that's just wrong and this and that. And blowing it out of proportion as always. But Yeah, I don't know. These guys always want to point the finger unless it's them talking shit, so – did Clay overreact a little bit? Yeah, of course, but that's Clay. Clay's a space cadet. I don't think he even thought it through. I mean, I think Clay forgets sometimes that he's on the air in those moments. And that's like, exactly what it is. That's just his person. Like that's just person. He didn't mean anything harm in it, and it's it's just like him shooting the sh- not shooting the shit, but like it's just him just going off the top of the head. Like you could tell shooting in his interviews with Steph. Yeah, his interview with Steph. He's like. Oh man, I, you know whose birthday it is tonight? And Steph's like, I don't know, man. Like, what are you saying? Like, <laughs> it's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like mean, a blessing in disguise that Clay's hurt because we definitely wouldn't be getting all this content from him if he was playing. Because Clay yeah. doesn't come out social social media wise when he's on the court. 
He's a he's a great social media presence, and he's just a great media presence. Like I hope they bring him on. I hope his comment doesn't deter CSN from bringing him on. I don't think it will because it's just Clay Thompson, and it gets and it's Roddy McGruder. Yeah, it's like yeah. Well, this will blow over next week once all the I don't think once the media had stopped talking about it. Exactly. Um, But yeah, that was the Warriors beef. I think there was another beef that went on uh, yes. <laughs> yesterday. I think LeBron and uh, courtside Karen. So she has been coined as courtside Karen. Um, she is just your classic, uh, I guess, I don't even know what the right way to describe what she is, but I've she is the wife. She's a social media model. She's a recently claimed wife of some rich, old, like, roided out, like, Latin dude named Big Daddy Carlos or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Her government is Juliana Carlos, a.k.a. Yes. Karen. So if people missed it, during the Laker-Hawks game, this, uh, this gorilla juice head by the name of something Carlos and his wife Juliana were talking shit to, to LeBron courtside. She pulls down her mask to, to go in on him even more. And uh, her and her husband end up getting kicked out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then LeBron has some comments. I mean, I agree with LeBron. I don't think they need to be kicked out. Uh, but I just think it's hilarious that, A, there's been like 400,000 people dead to coronavirus. And this, these two people are front row at the game, masks down, just screaming obscenities <laughs> at LeBron James. LeBron James just like, shut your drunk ass down. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> And then they get thrown out, and like they're starting to like pick up on the audio of LeBron. He's just like, "Get your old ass out of here, man! Like, shut the fuck up! Like, sit so, your ass down." <laughs> so that's what I was reading about today. That uh, I guess this this courtside Karen lady kept saying that LeBron called her a bitch and told her to sit the fuck down. And people are going through rewinding the tape and actually watching it and, and coming up with LeBron what he said. And I I guess the only thing he said was. Uh, with your old steroid ass talking to her yeah. husband. Yeah, he was yeah. talking to her husband the whole time. And right. he I don't told, think he mentioned a word to her. Yeah, and she's like, you don't talk to my husband like that. Oh <laughs> and Big God. Daddy Carlos gets fucking tossed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at their, uh, their Instagrams that keep coming up on my feed today cracked me up. Like, Dude. <laughs> they're the epitome of like courtside Atlanta, stupid money. Her face right. is like completely fake. Boobs fake. I'm sure she paid for everything. He's just like this 40 to 50 year old salt and pepper roid like buff dude on a yacht. Looking like That's... a big ass Latin Tom Hanks over here. Like, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. way all tan. No, yeah. bro. I was I was looking at old girl's uh, Instagram story, and it like it went from her and her whatever the influencing day she was doing to talking about these like YSL heels to being at the Hawks courtside game. And then it like turns to her all drunk and like puffy face. Like I just got kicked out of the game because LeBron was talking shit to my man. And like, it's a great sequence of events. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. His post game was great too. Cause they asked him, I think he even said, yeah, she had her mask down. Thankfully I wasn't that close to her. Hopefully, uh, you know, the refs weren't infected by her. Who knows what, what's going on? <laughs> her yeah. dirty ass has Rona. <laughs> so funny. I mean, I mean it, it, it was funny because he was like, up. 
He is funny because he's like, yeah, it's, I, I miss fans. It's like, when was the last time LeBron or any of these dudes played a game with like less than 100 people watching the game? Like it's been, if ever, you know what I mean? Like it's probably such a yeah. crazy ass time. So LeBron's had a crowd since AAU, since St. Vincent yeah. St. Mary's. So, <laughs> so yeah, I know that they care. beat off that live crowd too. So I'm, I'm hoping they people are able to get back in there safely soon. Yeah, more and more teams are starting to allow fans in. I think I saw like Phoenix just announced that they're going to start letting fans in, which is funny because they've had almost the most postponed games this year. But... They have, yeah. We had to postpone our game against them. Yeah. Um, but... I'm, I'm sure Miami and Orlando already have packed arenas. Florida yeah. doesn't care about shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but slowly but surely, hopefully it'll all come back. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of she... comebacks... I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't know what you're transitioning uh, to. I'll let you know. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> fucking around. Uh, do you want to talk about the? Uh, uh, will you talk about some baby boys? Do a little baby boy update. Yeah, I was gonna say I want everybody to at home to give a round of applause for um, my youngest baby boy, Tyler. Uh, excuse me, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, round baby of applause. Boy. We'll put that in the podcast. Yeah, he <laughs> won um, Rookie of the Month for the Western Conference. So Western or Rookie of the Month for the conferences came out. Tyrese Halliburton won for the West, and Lamelo Ball won for the East. So uh, me and you had them both in our all rookie teams on the first episode. I think as did everybody else that's looking at the league. Both of these guys look great already. Um, it's a great uh, sign that they're already getting these accomplishments and and playing well. I believe for the for the week or excuse me for the month. I think Tyrese is averaging like eleven points and five assists so he's playing well uh mellow's finally in the starting lineup so things are looking up yes sir i worry with what's this with uh halliburton just like with the uh emmanuel quickly news and Lamelo getting more and more love like i hope his stat lines in production this year doesn't go it's like it's going to continue to go unnoticed i'm glad he got the uh uh player of the month but i hope he doesn't sort of fade into this like world of the riders just don't follow him and pay attention to how well he's playing because like yeah his stat line which you just read he's still playing at such a highly efficient rate and mm-hmm. but so is quickly and so is Lamelo, and like clearly like they're they're getting the award so i just hope that halliburton keeps keeping people on his radar and, and <laughs> getting the credit that the man deserves keep it up baby boy me too it, it, like you said it's going to be tough especially since he's stuck in sacramento um i yeah. mean i don't they're only two games behind uh, behind the Warriors right now, or a game and a half. But I don't see them making the playoffs. It's it, it'll take a lot. It'll take uh, unbelievable play from De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley and the rest of the squad to get them in the playoffs. So I hope he doesn't fall into uh, obscurity. But uh, yeah. he is playing. Every time he's on the court, he's efficient, which should matter and does matter. And I think that's ultimately why he got Rookie of the Month. Um, but hopefully, he can withstand it for the whole season. Yeah, he's fucking nasty. <laughs> I, uh... and, he's, and he's great to watch. Like, he's just – dude. yeah, I'm not going to keep going on and on. And blowing How does our boy Doug know? Christie react when he's making plays? Have you watched any uh, <laughs> Sacramento broadcasts? I've watched a few Sacramento broadcasts, and they are one of my favorite duos on the mic. And I love Doug Christie. He is hilarious. He's constantly screaming, making noises, but he's not corny like Kalena. So it's it's great to great to listen to. Yeah, he's one of those like way over the top color combinators that like 
is actually entertaining and not just like making noises and <laughs> yeah, we'll try to his find brand. his next clip and put it in the pod because that motherfucker is hilarious. <laughs> I sent you one a couple weeks ago that had me on the floor laughing. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it fits a uh, Doug Christie kind of fits his whole natural persona and everything. So I dig yeah. it. But yeah, uh, LaMelo actually just got moved in the starting lineup. I think um, Terry Rozier's day to day out with an injury for the Hornets. So it's kind of inevitable that he takes his spot. But I mean, like his last game put up, uh, or two games ago, he had 27. The last game he put up 14. He's playing. He's getting the runs now. I, I, I expect him to sort of not look back. Um, he's definitely a type yeah. of player I feel like once he gets his shot to be a starter, I think he's going to just hold that position. And that's what they want, which is good. Um, how do you feel about their coach sort of, I don't know if it was like two weeks ago, he had that comment about like, wait, uh, he's not starting because he turns the ball over a lot. We just can't have that. What do you, have you, did you see that? I did. I was actually just going to bring that up, but <laughs> I, I, I mean, I love it. That's what every coach should say to a young 19 year old. Like he turns the ball over on offense. And I think the rest of the quote was, and then he's not going to play defense. So I'm not going to put him on the floor. Simple as that. Very, yeah, very valid. That's, that's <laughs> we don't have fans. Do we don't have asses in the seat, so it doesn't really matter right now. So <laughs> Right, exactly. And, I mean, that's just plain simple. That's how it should be for, for every player that's not named LeBron James, Steph Curry, what, like, you know what I mean? The list goes yeah. on. But if you're, if you're throwing the ball away and making careless turnovers on the offensive end, and then you're not going to get back and, and give your all on defense, no, sit on yeah. the bench, dude. You're yeah. young. He'll learn. Obviously, he has learned. He's playing well now, but – yeah, I think that might have been the kick in the pants that he needed. Yeah, um, and I mean, that's kind of his only timing. thing. Like, it's not like Rozier or Devontae Graham or, or like lockdown defenders. I don't think anybody on the Hornets are really like amazing defenders. So, like, no, it's just a coach being a good coach, I feel like. And the turnovers, I, he'll cut down, but he's still going to ha- – I kind of like how Steph – I'm not comparing him to Steph, but, like, Steph's going to have those games where he puts up five turnovers and, and – over time, he'll only even it out to not have so many. But like, Melmelo's doing it, man. I'm, I was very surprised and shocked at how quickly he's looked. You know how quick, how good he sort of put it together already. Um, yeah. And like I said, I think the person that gets downgraded to the bench now would probably be Devonte, just because like Scary Terry is nasty. So. Um, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate out. a six foot Devonte coming off the bench and just scoring yeah. in bunches. I think that kind of fits him well. Um, yeah. And I don't think it's like the ineffectiveness on defense that that really stands out with Lamelo. Like you said, like the Hornets aren't very good on defense in general. I think it's his body language. <laughs> if you're gonna throw those shitty, careless turnovers on offense and then just look like you're not engaged on defense, that's yeah. when it's anybody could see that. You could pick it out and be like, "Oh, this guy doesn't give a fuck." <laughs> that lithuanian defense right there <laughs> yes welcome to lithuania <laughs> welcome to lithuania um so the nets the nets they um just won a nice bar tonight as well. against the clippers yeah they were the first game on the tnt doublehead uh doubleheader beat the clippers edged them out at the end big win for them they haven't really I mean, they've beat some good teams, but they need to be good teams to solidify themselves as top of the East. Uh, and tonight they did it. Yeah, they're they're fucking fun to watch. <laughs> like, I think it was there was that stretch tonight where 
Kyrie, like when those three are on, it's they're just going to trade buckets for the team. And like they've won, I think like four or five straight. I think they're just going to have to outscore teams. But like Kyrie is playing at such a high level for him to stand out like he is on the team of Durant and Harden. Um, like it's they're they're easily like must watch TV. I heard Candace Parker talking about like KD getting got to get more shots in this and that. Like I don't really agree with that. I think KD averaging thirty points a game at the efficient way that he's playing, like that's what he does. Like let him do that. Like let the, the dominant ball handlers, handlers, uh, Kyrie and James Harden just kind of trade off and, and running the show. And tonight was Kyrie's night and. The motherfucker kept doing it, man. He's so nasty. <laughs> he he really is, and that's what it's going to be when you have a three-headed monster like that. It's not you're not going to rely on KD to to be your your go get a guy every night. You're going to trade off. You got James yeah. Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant all in their own right can be the best scorer on any team. Yeah, KD is second in the league <laughs> in scoring, and Candace Parker is saying that he needs to get more shots. So, I mean, yeah. I I like That's Candace just, Parker, but she's been coming up with some bullshit lately. I, I might be cool off her for a little bit. <laughs> Tuesday night NBA inside the NBA, NBA you got the uh, the secondary uh, squad. <laughs> Pu, um, <laughs> not my favorite, but I did see a funnier, uh, interesting stat. I thought about the the Nets um, uh, post Harden post Harden trade, and they have an offensive rating since the Harden trade of one twenty two point six, which is currently the best in the NBA. And if the season ended today would be the best all time Holy in the NBA. Shit. What's the uh, second best and like what's that in perspective? Uh good question. That I don't know. I'd have to look that up. <laughs> but this, the second <laughs> that is is their defensive rating, which oh, is a 119.9, which is the worst in the NBA. <laughs> and if the season ended today would be the all-time worst in the NBA. <laughs> so that just speaks to who the identity of this Nets team is, like you mentioned fantastic on the offensive end don't really give a fuck on the defensive end and they're just going to trade buckets and try to outscore you yeah and like that's not going to last down the stretch in the playoffs i do think they're going to be very active in the buyout market like they have to i be. guess like i don't know if like fucking like tyson Chandler's is going to come back they're just going to get those big guys and like it's not going to be enough it's going to help like fill some gaps but like Right. Their big man cannot just be DeAndre Jordan. And, <laughs> and you, you can't be Jeff Green. Like, Jeff Green is no. a small forward at best. And, like, it, it, it's you're not going to outscore everybody every single night. Like, <laughs> down the stretch in the playoffs, it's going to be back in those Oklahoma City days where they're just going to go possession after possession of, like, KD's turn, miss. Kyrie's turn, miss. Harden's turn, miss. And so, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that defense has got to step it up. But in the meantime, keep outscoring people. Keep putting up 130 points a game. I'm all for it. I'll watch every time. Yeah, I'll be glued to my TV every game. They're mm-hmm. so much fun to watch. But to give you a little insight on what you asked earlier, right now the second team uh, offensive efficiency is the Clippers at 115.8. So Okay. They're playing really fucking well too. They are. They're starting to click, and they're deep as shit. So they're, they're going to be scary to – I mean, they're they're number one in the West right now, right? I think it's Clippers, yeah. Utah, and the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers are sort of doing their classic, uh, as they should, just kind of take this foot off the gas a little bit. And yeah, dancing just, around the top. Yeah, and like I, 
in a, in a league where there's not too much need for home court advantage, like rest those guys that need to rest. And the Clippers have a lot of shit to prove. Like, I think what's different about them this year is they don't have Doc Rivers <laughs> to, to blow a big lead in the playoffs. So, um, Doc Cement Shoes Rivers. Yeah, so this might just this might be their year. This might be the year where they kind of get over that hump of just second round, and Kawhi be. seems to be a little more healthy. So I like Ty Lue too. He he seems yeah. like the guy like his 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 players want to play for him. Yeah, um, I think he's a good match there. <laughs> Reggie Jackson's looking good. I mean, hey, <laughs> my boy, Bobby Schmurda. <laughs> yeah, Mook Morris. They're 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 looking nice, um, um, but. I believe that's yeah. all I had for hoops. I don't know if you got anything else. Yeah, I'll I'll talk about this more last week, but in a little bit related to the Nets, just <laughs> the Wizards with that crazy ass comeback the other night. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah, but Brad Beal needs some help. <laughs> we got uh, oh, yeah. all star predictions next week, and we'll touch on Mister Beal next week. But now that you yeah, mentioned man. that, though, I did see an interesting article today. I believe Anthony Slater from the Athletic wrote it. Um, throwing around the idea, not that there's talk in the NBA or anything, but I would love to get your take on this, that uh, he thinks that the Warriors should be in trade talks with the Wiz Dogs, trying to pry Brad Beal away from them. He thinks that it might be their best bet at maximizing the championship contention with Steph still on the team. So his thought is that you offer James Wiseman, the Minnesota pick coming up this year, which is top three protected, and I think Ubre to make the money match and you get Brad Beal in return. And so your lineup would look like Steph, Beal, Clay, Draymond. And then you go out and get a center for whatever the mid-level is or, you know, get, get a big man for five, six million bucks. Kind of like the Warriors have done every year when they had a super team. Yeah. And just hope like Chris stays healthy and we have him and, you know, keep Lee on there. Dog. Right. Uh... <laughs> so what's, what's your take on that? God, those ones are so tough. I I think you just you have to do it. I think we'll really we I think you have to do it and then kick yourself for letting Wiseman walk. It, it's <laughs> I, I don't I think it's a stretch to play for like Wiseman and hope that this pick is gonna be good and something else can come from it long term. Um I think I'm thinking in the mindset of like maximize Steph and Clay until you can't and right and um, I, he fits in that window brad Beal's only 27 years old yeah he's, his, he's in his prime currently he's leading the league in scoring currently yeah and he plays well he can play well off the ball uh, it would be mm-hmm. like a smaller version of like what a death lineup would look like where clay's playing the three um yep and yeah i I'll lean Steph in the mindset of like, or I'll lean Beal just in the mindset of like maximize Steph, Clay, and Dre, and then deal about, worry about it later. Um, but yeah, I would, I'd be the liar if I'd say like, I wouldn't miss Wiseman in that potential. Um, yeah, see, I, yeah. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I think you keep Wiseman just with how much he's shown already and how much Steph and Draymond love him and just the glimpses of like the backdoor lobs he's catching and, I don't know. I think you got to keep Wiseman. You got to max out his potential and, and see what he brings you. And like we said, Brad Beal's 27, Wiseman's 19. You have damn near a whole career in between them. And James Wiseman is supposed to take us into the next 
frontier of the Warriors franchise. So I'm against it. Um, I hope we keep, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen either way, but I wouldn't really be keen on that. I'd rather keep Wiseman, keep the Minnesota pick, see what you can get out of it and keep it moving. Yeah. I, I wouldn't hate that, but yeah, I, <laughs> it's tough one, to turn down one. with the leading score in the league. Don't get me wrong; it's not a good decision. But on that one, I would probably lean towards keeping uh, keeping Jimmy James. Yeah, and we can we can probably devote a whole episode to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not get too many hypothetical <laughs> trades. We got some um, fun so, to talk about. Oh, real quick, yeah. um, I'm gonna I'll cut this out, but I gotta go grab my charger. I don't want to pull a bush and have my shit die on us. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Give me one second. All right, and with that, I guess let's move on to foosball with the Gargantuans. It's a uh, Super Bowl coming up. Let's go. Super Bowl uh, 43, I want to say. Sure. I can't yeah, keep so track of the Roman numerals. They don't make yeah, sense in my brain. I'm not smart enough to know this. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Super Bowl 55. Yeah. Sorry, boys and girls. Nah. <laughs> yeah, tomato, tomato, tomato. What does that have? Four X's and like two V's or something? Something like that. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we got... Bucks. Old goat versus baby goat. Yeah. We got Mahomes um, and the Chiefs against uh, Tommy Touchdown Brady and, and the Buccaneers. In Tampa. So it's somewhat of a home game uh, mm-hmm. for the Bucks. I don't know how many fans are going to be there. I do know that if you are a um, healthcare okay. professional that's vaccinated, you will get a free ticket to the game. So Correct. for all you lifesavers out there, get your ass to Tampa and watch some football. Tempo. Tempo. Yeah, I believe uh, the the tweet that I saw was, like you said, I don't know what the maximum capacity they're letting in the stadium, but I think 20% of the attendance is going to frontline healthcare workers. So, yeah, it was funny because when I read it, I'm like, these people have seen some shit. Do they want to be going to an event like this? No, but, right, like, <laughs> hey, man, more, more power to them. I'm sure they need a break, too. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be it'll be a great game and. I'm just looking for a high-scoring, fun game to watch. Yeah. So, are you uh, are you predicting high scoring? I know the, the over/under is 56 and a half. Kansas City yeah. is favored by three. I am um, hammering the over on. <laughs> I want to. I hope it's a fast, like a, a high-paced game. I'm like, please don't be anything like the uh, Rams-Pats game a couple years ago where. We thought it was going to be a uh, oh, yuck. Yeah, a that fast was a paced one. It just turned into a stinker. And I feel like that's always the case with football, with the uh, uh, high expectations uh, Super Bowls. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I will say, just to make it a little bit of a controversy, I'll say under on this one. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, I think it's going to start slow, um, just like a normal Super Bowl usually tends to do. So. I, well, it looks yeah. It looks like uh, the weather in Tampa is supposed to be somewhat hot, but I think they got uh, a little bit of storm coming too. It looks like there's supposed to be like rain and thunder. So, is it in my under, for, baby? <laughs> yeah, it should make for an interesting game, nonetheless. Um, but we did promise that we were going to give our predictions. So, um, if you want, I can go first on that one. Put my balls yeah. in the line. So I got, I got Casey winning. I think as most people do, I just don't see Mahomes letting this one go. But I'm gonna go 41-30, Kansas City. All right, that's gonna be uh, my prediction for the Super Bowl. 
that's a pretty good one. I'm gonna go with um hmm. You've been riding Tom this whole time. I just figured you'd pause. I figured you'd you'd keep it going. I know. I gotta I, I want the the Bucks to win. So I just for the sake of this, I'm gonna say um uh, 24-17 Bucks. Give it to me. Tom Brady takes home his six Super Bowl. Six, six Super seven. Bowl. Seven Super Bowl. Um clearly I'm the biggest Tom Brady fan in town, but <laughs> but you gotta well, imagine if Tampa Bay wins, it's it's probably gonna reflect a score like that, right? Yeah, uh, like if, if it's, I think if, if Tampa it's a Bay high wins, scoring game, right? Yeah, they need to get and, the Chiefs at a uh, B minus performance. Correct, and this will be his seventh ring if he wins. Seventh ring on February seventh, which brings us to the debate: if he wins this one, does he uh, does he pass? Well, in, in most some slash most people's eyes, I would imagine he's already passed Joe Montana as a goat QB. But in your mind, if he wins this one, does he pass Joe Montana as the goat? Yeah, he's just the goat. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, you know, take myself out of the Bay Area for a second, and, and yeah, he's the goat. Um, Say what you want about the defenses and the luck and all that stuff, but I mean, it's it's if he wins seven, it, it it means he's doing something right. And just to get there that many times, like I think that's what it is too. Is is he's got there that many times? Joe went four and zero in Super Bowls, right? But yeah, Tom, this will be his. Is it his eleventh? Eleventh, I believe. Um, Fuck, man, that's like some LeBron. He, him and LeBron are really unbelievable in that regard. then you can make the argument constantly... like you can make the argument like well if lebron goes to all these is he the goat and then that opens up another can of worms so <laughs> yeah no, never mind we'll stuff that back in there i don't want to i don't even want to talk about that <laughs> mm-hmm. but i mean it should be a fun game you got the number one offense in the chiefs going against the bucks they have a pretty decent offense um i think they have the number six defense the buccaneers yeah in the league defense as far good. as yeah um Kansas City is kind of like middle of the pack as far as defensive rating. Uh, they, I mean, they have playmakers on that side, but collectively I think Tampa Bay has a better defense. So they're pretty much neck and neck. Like they both on the season, Tampa Bay's had 17 giveaways and Kansas City's had 16. So when you look at all that kind of stuff, they do look more even than not. And funny enough, that's Tampa Bay's last loss is week 12 when they played the Chiefs. Oh. Lost 27-24. Okay. So, so um, I don't know. We do get the rematch. It was a close game last time. Not as high scoring as I'd like, but we'll see. Prediction, 41-30 KC, Pat Mahomes, MVP. Uh, 24-17 bucks. Tom Brady walks away with another one. and Does he retire if he wins? I was going to say, and then he does retire. On top, okay. That's just bold predictions, like you read about. Um, (laughs) Other tidbits to talk about on this game: we have a little bit of a national anthem between with uh, Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, Love Jasmine Sullivan. Great combination of country and thought bangers. So, 
we'll see how they work together i don't know how it's gonna work out <laughs> yeah. uh halftime show is the weekend mr abel so mm-hmm. i'll be tuning into that weekend's my guy and um gatorade prediction i'm gonna go with last year was orange this year is going to be purple you're going perp on perp I'm, I'm going i'm um, putting my money on lime green I have not done any uh, historical research as far as Gatorade colors. I know a lot of people like to get in the weeds on that, but I'm going with my gut. I'm going with lime green. Our pal Mick, man, usually uh, he's a he's a world class Gatorade predictor, um, mm-hmm. but he's holding back his picks, this, his predictions, because I think he's getting a little too much heat. But I'm yeah. going purple. I think purple is going to be a good color to be dumped on a big old uh, Andy Reid or Bruce Arians. <laughs> Love it. All right. Signed, sealed, delivered. Also, another tidbit on that is Tom Brady should be uh, um, at the top of his game. His family hasn't been living with him for about, I think, a week and a half. He's been on his own for about 12 days. Giselle said, stay home, eat whatever weird shit you eat, watch tape. We're going to leave you be. Mia Moore, win your your number seven. I'm going to give you all the time you need. So, Something to think about. I'm sure Pat Mahomes has his fucking brother and fiance in his face making TikToks 24-7. <laughs> and Tom Brady is eating avocados and vegetables and bland chicken while he's watching his last uh, week 12 loss against them. So I think Tom's going to come real prepared. Um, and we'll see. See what happens. It would be fucking hilarious if they run a play where Brady gets redemption for his uh, dropped pass against the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that if that happens, I will. Uh, I don't know what I'll do. I'll, uh, <laughs> but that would be too great of a, of a moment. One for the ages. Yes. Yeah. We'll, uh, right, we'll, well see, boys. Uh, that's talking foosball. Let's hope everybody has a nice, uh, nice Super Bowl Sunday. Are, are you uh, making anything special? You whipping up anything as far as eats go for the Super Bowl? Uh, um, I just listened. You going to Buffalo a- Chicken Dip? I was going to say, I just listened to a talk about great Super Bowl appetizers, and I think I need to make buffalo chicken dip and house the whole thing to my face. So, love it. Um, hands down, the best appetizer for Super Bowls. And correct. Yeah, I should make it. <laughs> it's a Super Bowl dip. Yeah. Old Girl yeah. actually makes a, a, a fire um, buffalo chicken dip. So, I'm sure I'll be eating half of one. I might be coming up north end because. <laughs> oh, yeah. More than welcome, my dog. I'm enough to go around. Um, so uh the rest of the pod if i'm not uh speaking out of term here i think we're we're moving off of sports is that right yeah this is the old culture aspect of this podcast (laughs) yeah so now you guys are gonna have to suffer (laughs) through us talk about random bullshit that we love so me and you had a fun idea um we wanted to do a little build your own rom-com since we're both pretty big fans of romantic comedies and things of that nature. And we thought it would be fun to pick a leading man, a leading woman, and then imagine what the outro um, song would be. Just imagine end credits, this song starts playing. Yes. So that's our equation for building your own rom-com. Very uh, difficult as you can imagine. So leading yeah. actor, leading actress, and outro song will be the criteria for this segment. And right. grace, graciously, I will let uh, AB lead lead off on this one. 
All right. So do you want me to go all at once? And I'll, I'll do that. I'll do all at once. How, all however right. you feel. You give so me this a, took me, uh, I was up to the wee hours of the night last night trying to figure out where I want to go with this rom-com. You know, when you think of rom-coms, mm-hmm. you got your McConaughey's, you got your Zephron's for the old more recent ones. Um, I was trying to think about two actors and actresses that played that could be hilarious together. Um, so okay. mine is probably going to be a little bit more calm than Rom, but for my actress, I'm going to choose um, Molly from In- Insecure. So the actress's name is Yvonne Orji. She is um, the friend of Issa Rae in Insecure. She's fucking hilarious. She has a, I would say, a controversial following following for the Insecure fans. Some love her, some hate her. It's a very Team Issa, Team uh, Molly chatter without giving too much spoilers. Split but in the middle. She's due for something. She's due for a good ass movie. She's due for a good rom com. Um, I almost went Issa Rae, but I felt like I'd just be talking about an episode of Insecure. So, <laughs> going with my girl Molly uh, for the actor. <laughs> yeah, I'm going dude. with none other than Jerry Ferrara, aka Turtle from Entourage. I think wow. they would be a hilarious duo. <laughs> Love that. Once again, Turtle gets a sick black girl in a in a, in a romp. Yeah. That's Obviously, very, it's cool, uh, Turtle. It's not. I I, I don't want to give uh, Molly. I want to give Molly her credit. I don't want to say she's getting fat new york turtle from uh 2002 season one the... so are you, are you saying she gets slim <laughs> she gets in shape playing yeah. turtle okay yeah. cool um, love it i didn't know that he's five foot four so we got to put a little couple of uh razors or lifters in his shoes to make him even out to um, yeah we'll have him walk five in foot seven so <laughs> <laughs> um, i thought that would be a hilarious duo um and then the song i'm gonna go with is love galore by SZA. Oh, what a song. Yeah. Wow. So, Love that. Man. I feel good about that. Yeah. I feel good about I'm, the duo. I'm a big fan of that. I, I would probably buy my uh, buy my ticket on Fandango tonight to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> Huge fan. Good picks, my friend. Uh, Love it. Thank you. Go for it, son. Uh, so I tried to kind of follow the, the same as you were, you were saying. I, I just kind of thought of what I want and like in a rom-com um and like you said comedy kind of comes first before romance to me um so with that in mind i went ahead and picked my leading man i went vince vaughn (laughs) and vince vaughn as you know has some uh some history in romantic comedies he starred in you know uh he wasn't necessarily the main character but he, he was in wedding crashers which was more of a comedy, but you know, it had some some romance in there. Uh, he was in The Breakup, which is one of my favorite rom coms of all time. Yep. Fantastic movie with Jennifer Aniston. Uh, one of the more quotable Vince Vaughn movies, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Couples, couples Retreat, Four Christmases. So he's done his fair share of rom coms. He's fucking hilarious. He's shown that he can carry a movie. Um, yeah, I'm just male leading actor in a uh, rom-com so exactly and and the more i was kind of researching this i was looking up rom-coms and it seems like they really fell off around like the genre of romantic comedies i feel like really fell off around like 2014 which 
I don't know if that has something to do with Netflix or streaming. I'm sure it does. It absolutely um, does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, he's kind of an older dude. I'm, uh, he hit his prime before that. I want to say his prime for these kind of movies was probably between like 05 and 2010. Um, but that was probably nostalgia wise when I was into those types of movies the most. So going Vince Vaughn is my leading man. Can't go wrong. Um, and then when, when I go to my leading woman, actress, I kind of wanted to stay in the same age range as far as like years of the movie she was in. Um, I want Rachel McAdams. Ooh. And I'm going to let Vince Vaughn go ahead and carry the funny in this movie. She has her moments. I mean, she was hilarious at Mean Girls. Um, she, I don't know. If she, I would say she was funny in Wedding Crashers. But actress. she was good. At, she was good in it. Yeah, she's yeah. a great actress. She was great in uh, The Notebook. I cry every time. I know you do too. Oh, she yeah. was really good in About Time, another good romantic kind of a comedy. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a big Rachel McAdams guy. So I'm going to let Vince Vaughn carry the funny in that and I'm going to let her carry the romance. I love it. And they have chemistry. They work together and uh, they were both in uh, True Detective, if I'm not mistaken. They were. And obviously, if, if, if John and Jeremy switched places in Wedding Crashers, <laughs> they would hit it off. I know. I, I, I think so, yeah, too. That'd be a good, that's a good duo. I like that. So I'm imagining in my mind that this movie probably got made in like 09. But, I feel like they'd make a sick know. version of The Wedding Singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet they would. That's a great call. It took a lot of me not to go Adam Sandler for this as well, yeah. just so you know. Um, <laughs> But for outro, I'm imagining that maybe they broke up during the movie. I don't know. They had some sort of falling out or fight or tiff and they get back together right at the end and they're walking down the street or driving in a car. And Stevie Wonder, for once in my life, starts playing. End Damn. credits. Happily ever after, end of the movie. Yes. Waterworks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a feel-good song. I get happy every time I hear for once for once in my life. My toes start tapping. It's uncontrollable. All I, I think, think of that is that. that kinda... All I think is Vince Vaughn's little like he's got to end it with like the uh, the breakup wink, just for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> just run that Man. back. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it took a lot for me not to pick Adam Sandler as my leading man. And once I finally picked Vince Vaughn, it took a lot for me not to pick Jennifer Aniston. So, yeah, I love the picks. Going, I was thinking, like, yeah. do we want to go like the, that person in their prime and someone else in their prime, like I Vince Vaughn and like Issa Rae, or do I want to go like current? Um, and I was just like, damn, it'd be funny as hell if I was to do like a Jonah Hill and like fucking like Gabrielle Union mix up. And I was like, I gotta get a little yeah. serious. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to do that. And then it just felt too much like a, a 2K fantasy draft with like old players thrown in there. You got like Michael Jordan, 1985 and 96. So yeah. I tried to match them up with the years and that's what I came up with. Did you have any uh, honorable mentions on, on who you wanted to throw into your movie? So on the actress side, uh, big fan of Rashida Jones. I thought she was she could have been I, a good she one. Was my, she was my number two. Funny enough, Rachel McAdams was on my list. I was like, all Love right, she, she can work in a rom-com. Uh, <laughs> on the male side, I thought that the three that came to mind or four was Pete Davidson, Michael B. Jordan, Ooh. and Zac Efron. But I was like, I got to 
you know, go yeah. someone not so up to date, <laughs> blow it off <laughs> right. the cuff a little bit. So Love yeah, it. the songs I didn't think too much about. I was just like, all right, if I got these two, I got to go with something cool and thought of a SZA song, but. I dig it. I don't even know why my brain didn't even go to SZA. Oh, I love that pick. <laughs> a lot of yeah, the songs I, were sad as shit, though. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was close on the uh, actor, like I said, Adam Sandler, but I was also, I almost went to uh, Michael Ely, was in the running, obviously. Ooh, king of the, the Heart of Gold. Yep. King of the rom com. And I was also leaning towards uh, Will Smith. <laughs> Big yeah. Will Smith guy. Yeah. And then uh, as far as the chicks go, I, I was, I almost uh, picked Sanaa Lathan as well. Ooh, yeah, she's classic. I was like, love Sonali. I was like, I can't make this like a a reboot of like Think of a Man or Think like a Man or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> obviously that was in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how we ended up with uh, with old Vinny Vaughn. I fucked but, it. <laughs> yeah, so that was a new thing we're trying out. Who knows? Maybe we'll come up with some different uh, equations. But that was how to build a rom com. Yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, we we'll do that again. A little, little fun keeps the brain working. Maybe maybe uh, keeps you away from doing your nine to five for a little while. Yeah, um, I think. And while we're on the topic of uh, potential rom com male leaders, um, Justin Timberlake is in the news recently. He is indeed. So I'm assuming everybody knows what verses are. The verses battles they came uh, came about during COVID when we couldn't go out. Well, people that care about other people weren't going out, weren't going people to weren't clubs. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah we weren't in Georgia. Uh, I mean, when people couldn't have concerts and shit like that. So it was, it's basically what, like an IG Live? And IG Live where, like, I think it's put on by Swiss Beats or Timbaland or one of the two. Both of them, I believe. Both I think of they them. started it, yeah. And it's an IG Live with a, the promotion of, like, a title fight. <laughs> And I believe they get 17 songs each or 20, 20, 20 songs each. One or the other. Yeah. And they head both head. sit on a stage and they play snippets of their songs and the IG live chat just goes bananas. Yep. And it's like, a, it's like a head to head. So one person plays this song, the comments go crazy. And then the next guy plays his song and they kind of like, it's almost like a boxing match. You, oh, he played this shit. I got something for him. Right. Play the next one. So when it and started, the, it was just, Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say when it started, it was, I'm here in LA and I'm battling someone in North Carolina. <laughs> and the, one of the last ones they did was uh, Gucci Mane versus uh, Jeezy. And of course it's in Atlanta. So they did a live one. They were on the same stage. They had a live audience, and it was very turned up. Yes, and to give some reference, they've done Ashanti versus Keisha Cole. They've done, like you mentioned, the Jeezy versus Gucci Mane. They've done a an O to the Bay Area. They've done a Too Short E40, um, like a Rick Ross and Two Chains. They've done a lot, and every time they just get they're they're trying to cater to all the crowds that like sort of that like. 2005 into 2010 like bangers <laughs> yeah it's perfect um, for that yeah it's the best and so what they're sort of so what was the report around it i don't remember so basically i guess uh everyone kind of throws out oh this person should battle this person but i guess drake came out and was saying i'm waiting for usher versus justin timberlake 
And Drake is a known Justin Timberlake fan. I think, yeah, he was featured on the 2020 experience. They had a, a song together. Um, I assuming he's worked with Usher too. And obviously Timbaland puts this whole thing on and that's JT's like best friend yeah. who made, made all of the 2020 experience made all of future sex love sounds. So I'm hoping this comes to fruition. Um, but we'll see. I think it will be a hell of a battle. Yeah. Um, just before we jump into it, who do you think wins? So when I first saw this come across as a headline in my mind, I listened to JT probably, I would say regularly to semi-regularly. <laughs> so in my yeah. brain, I listen to him a lot. I haven't heard Usher in a while. I'm like, oh, I mean, it'd probably be a good battle, but I think Timberlake would probably come out on top. Little did I know, I went back and ran through my Usher catalog and I'm like, holy fuck. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. They both make great music. I think Usher wins this hands down. What do you think? Yeah, I think Usher wins. Especially the in the him. venue that they're doing it. That was the thing. So the, the things that I thought about was, A, the audience that normally watches these versus battles don't care that much about Justin Timberlake. I Correct. mean, if you and, and if they do, it's like Justin Timberlake's top songs. I think he's top heavy. If you're thinking 20 songs, I don't think he like he can hold a candle to what Usher puts down. And then it's like, do you bake in his like and sync stuff? Even then, I don't think that puts him over the edge. Like I'm not trying to hear bye 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 after one of his uh Absolutely after one not. of like Usher's bangers. But yeah, I think top heavy Justin Timberlake has a fight, but and a, in you a what? catalog of 20 songs. Like I think Usher I, wipes I, the floor. I thought that too. But even top heavy, I think Usher mops his ass, dude. If he comes out with, yeah, and then you remind me, and then my way, and then fucking confessions part two. I mean, when do the hits stop? It's unbelievable. My like, boo, I, you don't have to yeah. call. You make me want oh Yeah, like bad girl. He said I got a dollar worth of dimes. That's 10 bad bitches. <laughs> Usher's talking <laughs> shit on that song. I was like, hold on a second. I was yeah. running back and listening to Confession. I would listen to, I mean, I think his first four albums a couple of days ago to prepare. And I'm like, holy fuck. Not I don't up. think there's one skip on Confessions. The, the top to bottom, the album is unbelievable. Even some of his more like recent-ish stuff, like, hey, daddy, daddy's home, banger. Dude. Fucking yes. <laughs> loving this uh, club, banger. There, there goes, there my, goes baby, my baby, banger. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh my God, with, uh, is that what the one with Will I Am? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like he's got fucking bangs. Like, he's got a DJ got us yeah. falling in love. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's got a song with Young Thug, No Limit. That's a banger. Uh, I mean, even the deep cuts on Confessions are bangers. Caught up. Not even talking about super, Burn Superstar. Or, no, I mean, brought like, that up. Yeah, sim man. Simple things. That's what it's made for. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't see Usher losing this one at all. JT has bangers, but. I don't see in a versus battle. Is he going to drop push her love girl and you got to sit through six minutes of it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like after like, <laughs> it's not going to move the tie crime, your river, Senoria, and mm -hmm. uh, rock your body would probably get some love sexy back yeah. for sure. But I feel like they lose the audience at sexy back. They're like, Man, come back yeah, to Usher, dog. <laughs> yeah, JT's gonna play mirrors, and people are gonna boom <laughs> off the stage. Yeah, and if you, like 
when you play the fucking troll song like come on man like, <laughs> granted that song is great i was saying granted that song is very good it's for fucking six-year-olds yeah but like and doing my i'm trying to hear nice and slow before i hear the troll song so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a thousand percent play every usher baby making song before you play the troll song but yeah. uh in prep for this i just did like a deep dive on usher and jt albums man between these two fellas the amount of platinum plaques they have is unbelievable just yeah. running down usher my way album dropped in 97 six times platinum 8701 dropped in 2001 four times platinum confessions dropped it in 04 which was a very important time for you and i i might say 04 we were in junior high dudes so were getting anxious. girlfriends yeah <laughs> i mean yeah was like on another level burn was everyone's breakup song yeah. that fucking album went diamond won three grammys like that that'll go down as one of the better albums of all time as far as r&b is concerned and then and just for reference in 2004 when those are coming out jt was still doing nsync stuff if i'm uh, not mistaken or no he had justified well, no two i take that back yeah he was coming off of it yeah justified no two which was like his kind of coming out party as a solo act um that's one of my favorite albums ever i think that one but again it, it doesn't play well on the on the versus stage i think but future sex love sounds four times platinum um i enjoyed the first 2020 experience i think the 2020 number two had a lot of stinkers on it um it had a few good ones but for the most part i thought the second one was kind of crappy um and i mean jt doesn't really drop that often and then he dropped man of the woods and he had Gosh. everybody waiting for fucking five years, thought he was going to put out some flames. And it went gold, but That's it wasn't a very Justin good Timberlake. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I have a few songs on it that I keep in my library that I do enjoy. But for the most part, it's a stinker of an album, if we're keeping it real. Yeah. And, like, even if you were to throw in, like, if you wanted to throw in, like, Justin Timberlake features, like, if you want to throw him just, like, oh – do the kickoff to Magna Carta Holy Grail. That's like as great as that kickoff is. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't be like AO technology from the 50 Cent album. Like, he yeah. just doesn't have enough, man. Yeah, he's, I think he has a feature on a Juicy J album. <laughs> he's just the one feature swing. that he does have. He's just swinging. Was, yeah, the one the one feature he does have that I thought would probably play well in this was the uh, the Michael Jackson one. Uh, Love never oh, felt yeah. so good. That's yeah. a banger. That one's really good. But uh, as far as his other stuff, Senorita, Cry Me a River, uh, Sexy Back. Yeah, he just doesn't have enough, man. The rest yeah. are deep album cuts that people aren't going to want to hear in this type of venue. So. Usher and four. <laughs> and, I would, and don't get me wrong, I would love to see this. I'll be glued to my phone if this ever happens. I'm hoping yeah. it's actually, it was kind of just thrown around as an idea, but. I do hope it happens just so I can maybe pour myself a glass of wine and, you know, enjoy the Usher. Really enjoy the verses, you know? Yeah. And the only one I've like really enjoyed was like the Gucci Mane and, 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 uh, Jeezy. I didn't, I didn't get to catch the Bay Area one, but I saw a little bit of Gucci saying, go dig little Pookie up. That was like, all right. (laughs) Smoking on that Pookie log tonight. Yeah. So I think this one would be good. I would love to watch it alone. Get my thought on but yeah i don't know what the we'll next see. one is so hopefully we can if they do announce a new one soon we can uh do another deep dive into these verses because it's just With hilarious Netflix. to talk about but yeah usher and four <laughs> yep and usher clean 10. sweep that's my thought glad we're gonna be on the right side of history 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. uh, you got anything What's else a, that we need to, to go over? Well, I have you. What's the verses you'd like to see? Damn, what a question. Um, do you have one on top of your head? I might have to, to think real quick on this. Um, I would love to see, uh, just for the sake of the nostalgia, I would love to see Wheezy go against someone. I still don't know who Fuck, he would go I was against. Just gonna, so, I was just going to say Wayne. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wayne's tough. I, I mean, they play together, but just like, give me a Wayne versus Drake and see what happens. But <laughs> I mean, they went on tour. I know. Straight, so. Yeah, but like, yeah, I I feel like they'd be like, yeah, no, nah, we don't need money that bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they dude. definitely don't need the coin. Those two. leave it for like the neos or someone to come back. Neo would be a tight. Like, Neo, Neo would versus need to like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who would I love to see? Man, what a question. Um, I don't know. I think. Uh, I, I saw Kendrick and Cole floating around, but yeah, they're still making music though. I feel like, like they have no incentive to do it. And that also would probably be kind of a snoozer. They both, they both for the most part kind of make conscious music, which is not really what I want to hear. Um, yeah. When I'm in a versus <laughs> yeah, battle. Dude. I'm not trying uh, to hear J. Cole play love yours on like a night like that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah. cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. You can keep that one, my dude. Let me get my feelings um, and listen to that. Not not on a Saturday night. When I'm trying to get after it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Um, would love to see uh, ASAP. I don't know who I'd like to see him go against, but I feel like he would. Not that he has. T- uh, I think he has 20 songs he could play, but I just feel like he his vibe um, and and how he would quote unquote perform it would be sick. Yeah, that'd be a good one. He'd probably um, have a whole squad with him. Get some. Uh, Ja Rule or 50 coming out, that'd be good ones. That'd that be would be a great fantastic battle. one. Ja Rule yeah. 50 would be legendary. That's a good one. Yeah, that's such a funny one because it's like <laughs> they're both top heavy and once you get to like 16 through 20, they start coming up pretty short, I feel like. <laughs> oh, and the whole time, Fifth is just going to be talking shit the entire yeah. time. He's going <laughs> to it, it will literally be like a Mayweather fight. Right. <laughs> Before the promotion, everything. Yeah, I think that would be a good ass one, but I think I that's agree. got too much. Uh, I don't think Fifty would agree to it. <laughs> I think Fifty. Yeah, I think Fifty's got too much juice to to want to make that happen. Yeah, and Ja Rule's got Ja Rule's too needy. Ja, ja Rule's too busy pumping up GameStop so, stocks. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, whatever whatever versus is next, we'll keep um, we'll keep everyone informed and. <laughs> Give our predictions on that too. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Love it. Uh, but yeah, well, that'll, that'll that'll do it for another week. Week four in the books. DMP. Um, again, appreciate everybody who gives us a listen, and uh, we'll be be back again next Wednesday, as every Wednesday, with more shit to talk and more things to go over. That's right. Don't get sick of us just yet, people. <laughs> yep. yep. Got more to do. Yes, sir. All right, well, see y'all next week. Take it easy. Later.